0: I have to tell you something, I've been a pastor for 36 years, I believe today is the first time I'm ever preaching on a text from Jonah, Hmm. that's unusual, all right let's bow our heads in prayer, Father we ask you to give us attentive hearts to your word this morning, Lord that we would hear and recognize your calling in our lives, but not only that, that we would follow you into that calling. In your name we pray. Amen. Now I thought about this a long time. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I have to say this. This morning's scripture readings are pretty fishy. Ha 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 ha. I mean, you know the story of Jonah, right? Jonah, Jonah gets swallowed by a fish, and, and then gets vomited up onto the shoreline. In today's gospel reading, Jesus has a conversation with some fishermen, and and he even uses a play on words, I will make you fishers of men. Right? There's one little fishy detail maybe you don't know about the story of Jonah. The people of Nineveh worshipped, one of the gods they worshipped was Dagon. And Dagon is often pictured just like that as half man, half fish. He's known as the fish god. So, I'm right. There's something pretty fishy about today's scriptures. But that's not all that the the two texts have in common. At a much deeper level, what both texts tell us is that the call to be a contagious Christian is a higher calling from God. I mean, Jonah already had a calling. He was already a prophet. We know from 2 Kings chapter 14 that he was a prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel. And in, in 2 Kings chapter 14, you can find him preaching against wicked King Jeroboam II. But in Jonah chapter 1, we read that then the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come before me. So you could say that God had bigger fish for Jonah to fry. No, you're not going to go with any more of my puns this morning. He's... He sent to the greatest city of the most powerful nation of his day to preach. They were the superpower, if you want to use today's words. Today's gospel the guys that Jesus met, they already have a calling too. They're fishermen, right? And so the Bible tells us that passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he, Jesus, saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. But God has something bigger in mind for them. And so Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And and, and then later in that text, he does the same with James and John, who were by the Sea of Galilee, mending their nets. My friends, you and I already have callings, too. We're parents, grandparents, brothers or sisters, school, students, teachers, engineers, neighbors. we got all sorts of callings. But what I want to tell you today is God has a bigger calling, a higher calling in mind for you and me in the midst of all those other callings. In baptism, he called you. He adopted you. He washed away your sins. And the Bible tells us that all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself, and look at this, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. See, that's the higher calling. It goes on and really spells it out. You have been called by God to a high office. We are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. That means, folks, that this world is not home for you or for me, that we live here as foreigners in a strange land, as representatives of our homeland, heaven, as representatives of Christ, whose job is to tell people about our King, about Jesus, and to invite people to join us in leaving their home in this world and instead taking as their home the one that Christ prepared for all uh, who believe in him in the Father's house. That's our role as ambassadors. Now, there's another thing about that that's in both these texts. God is always going to call us out of our comfort zones. Let's face it. Jonah hated the idea of going to Nineveh. One might even draw the conclusion that he hated the Ninevites. And he didn't want to go there, after all, for him, for Israel, Israel, the Assyrians, the Ninevites, were the enemy. They were the people who, under Sennacherib, had come and invaded his homeland and tried to destroy it. So imagine that God sent you to preach to the Nazis or to to bear witness to the men who attacked our nation on 9-11 and you would have some sense of what God is asking Jonah to do. And it's way out of his comfort zone. He didn't want any part of it. Jonah rose, it says. Flee to Tarshish not really sure where Tarshish is, it's just the opposite direction, to flee from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa, which is on the coast of of Israel, and found a ship going to Tarshish. And so he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. He didn't want any part of what God was calling him to do. Now, the four men in today's gospel, they knew lots about fishing in the Sea of Galilee. They knew nothing about fishing for men, about sharing their faith. Shoot, at this point, these guys didn't even know what their faith was. And yet Jesus calls them to leave what they know, to venture into what they know don't know. God calls us out of our comfort zones. Have you ever had anybody in your life, maybe even a relative that you don't really like, maybe somebody who you feel real uncomfortable talking to, sharing your faith. with? You know, I talked about my brother-in-law last week, and I loved my brother-in-law while I was still alive. But I tell you, when the subject of faith came up before he was sick, he would be sarcastic. He would poke fun. He would try to get you in arguments. I used to pray, Lord, don't even let it come up. Okay? Had anybody like that in your life? Ever avoided a situation that's uncomfortable because you know you should witness to them but you don't really want to or you're scared of it? Have, have you ever had the opportunity but kept silent because it's just easier not to bring up the subject? You know, I've told you the story of Corey Tenboom. Remember when that guard came to her and wanted her forgiveness, remember that she felt only loathing and resentment at first is the last person that she wanted to reach out to and share the gospel with. I think about, you know, i used the example of the Nazis before, but I don't know if you know, it was an LCMS Lutheran chaplain that was assigned to minister to the Nazi war criminals in Nuremberg. Talk about out of your comfort zone. Again and again, God calls us to do things we don't want to do, we aren't comfortable doing, out of our comfort zone. But that leads to another point about God's higher calling. Folks, when God calls, you can run, but you can't hide. Jonah found that Out the hard way, didn't he? He ran, got on that boat. God comes after him with a storm. They throw him overboard. Even the ocean won't keep him safe. And we're told in in Jonah chapter 1 that um, the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And finally, if you read chapter 2, Jonah repents. And at the end of chapter 2, this is what it says, but I, with the, this is Jonah calling from the belly of the fish, I with the voice of thanksgiving will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out onto the dry land. You know, I had a, I had a pastor... I heard once who uh, talked about his rocky journey into ministry and talked about the fact that when he was at seminary, he quit seminary two or three times and went home. But he kept coming back. And this is, I love how he explained why he kept coming back. He said, The fish kept spitting me out. If God has work for you to do, if He has someone He wants you, to witness to. If, if he has some task for you, no matter how challenging or hard or outside of your comfort zone, folks, you can run, but you can't hide. Now what would God want with a Jonah who didn't want the job? What would he want with some ignorant Galilean fisherman that none of the other rabbis had wanted? And it's the proof is that they were had an occupation fishing. What would he want with sinners like you and me? Well, folks, God's higher calling is a gift of grace. It's undeserved. We see that in where our own text, chapter 3, Jonah picks up. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah, look at this, the second time, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. See, ours, that's our God. He is a gracious, forgiving God. He's a God who gives second, third, fourth, infinite number of chances. He knows all about your failures, and he knows all about mine. He knows all about the mistakes we've made, the wrong things we've said, the way we've blown our witness, the way we've run away at times. He knew all about all of that, about you and me, before he even created the world, and still he gave his son, and still his son went to the cross and suffered and died and rose again for our failure he knew all of that and still at baptism he called you and me by name he washed away our sins adopted us into his family I remember group of about six couples, they were getting ready to be trained as marriage mentors. And one at a time, in various ways, they asked the question at the beginning of the training, Why would God want me, Pastor? I've made a mess of things. I haven't been the best husband. I haven't been the best wife. I've done stupid things. Just ask her. Just ask him. My answer, God knew that before you were born. Called you anyway. And God knew that before this morning. And yet He has you here, not someone else. God forgives. His calling is a gift of grace, of undeserved love. And you know what's really great? I love this next one. God will use even your failures, maybe especially your failures, to accomplish his work. I mean, think about what I told you. I told you at the beginning that the Ninevites worshipped Dagon, the fish god. So then you got this story of Jonah, Right? who runs away from God, refuses to do what God wants, gets swallowed by a fish, repents, then gets vomited up onto the shore and goes to the Ninevites. Do you think perhaps that God used that whole story, knowing their own history, to help get their attention for the gospel? If you you have a chance... I think you can Google this on YouTube. Google veggie Tales: the story of Jonah or something like that and watch it, it's hilarious. But I love how they decide as Ninevites that they can trust the story that Jonah's told them. In the little Tales story, the king of Nineveh very um, solemnly lays out the test that they can apply to Jonah. Smell him! He had to smell. I don't care how many times you bathed after two, three days in in a fish, right? I just think God used even that. Think of those four fishermen, Andrew and Peter and James and John. It was the very fact that they were ordinary people. That made them the best possible choice. Because their friends and everybody else that met, met them could relate to them as they shared the gospel. Those couples finally said, you know, it's probably all the mistakes you've made and the things you've learned from them that God will use to help the couples that you mentor. Just look at the story of Jonah, right? Here, so, so this is Jonah rose, went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord, Yahweh. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey, and he called out, yet 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And then the next slide. And the people of Nineveh believed God, And they called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least. And when we go on, if you were to read further into chapter 3, even the king declares a fast and repents. Wow. If God could do that through stinking Jonah, who didn't want to go in the first place, imagine what he can do through you. And me. Please remember this. His calling is not about what you can do, it's all about what He can do through you and me, often in spite of you and me. Because you see, folks, it's in His hands by His calling and by the work of his spirit that you and I are contagious amen? amen amen now may the peace of god which pass all understanding keep your hearts and minds in christ jesus unto life that is everlasting amen